What's up, gangsters? Welcome to the Base Three Podcast, episode 51. I'm Craig Harriman here with Simon Jones. Simon's just spent the weekend in Glasgow. Glasgow, and then spent a day in Manchester and came back. What was the day, uh, weather like in Glasgow? Is it cold there at the moment? It wasn't as cold as I thought it would be. Okay. It, was, it was between like 5 and 10 degrees. Because someone else was in London last weekend, and they were like, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, like it was... Like, it's freezing. I, I, was, I mean, in Gla- you know, a lot of the gyms in the UK, uh, my old gym included, didn't have any much heating. Um, and I was wearing shorts and just a down jacket. It was okay. Oh. Yeah, so sorry. Wait, that was this trip round? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I mean, that like, sounds when reasonable. I'm walking outside, I've got a jacket on, but other than that. Um, here, this, yesterday morning, it was 12 degrees. Yeah. Driving in. It was cold yesterday. Was, it, was there like rain? It was kind a little of? bit on, I think it was Monday night. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit, but apparently the, the dung cloud's heating now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a question. If your car gets drowned or your house gets flooded from rain... It's usually not covered by insurance because it's like act of God. It doesn't cover my force insurance. majeure. That's, force that's majeure. the term. I always yeah. forget that word. Force majeure. What if it's cloud seeding? Well, Dubai is the only one doing it. So yeah, but who takes responsibility for that? Because there's like car showrooms that got flooded and all the cars got destroyed. No. Yeah. Really? So who takes responsibility for that in insurance? Because it's not a force majeure. It's you got to check the insurance. Cloud seeding. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm sure that's not covered. So like in, good insurance companies will have a, a cloud seeding policy. A cloud policy. seeding policy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else we got going on this week? We got we're going for a hike this weekend. We were supposed to do Jabal Jace, but the uh, the road to Jabal Jace is closed because of the bad weather. Mm-hmm. But also Jabal Jace had snow last week. Or Whoa! Yeah, recently last ten days. Well, d- it's d- didn't been they snowing down there? Didn't wasn't there hail in, in some locations? Hail well? down there. Someone was someone asked me, "Oh, is it hail in JLT?" I'm like, "No, it's like splashes. It's fine." Um, but yeah, apparently, no, I think it was Sunday it rained. But mm-hmm. yeah, apparently down in Jebel Jace, there was actually settled snow on the ground. How that's, mad's that? That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So what we want to talk about a little bit today is kind of like training direction and then focus on training and when to, to change your goals, adjust the plan and change the course. So we were just having a conversation off air about being motivated to train and, and why you train and why I train and what's the, the motivation and what keeps me going, what gets me fired up and then deciding when it's time to change gears and maybe have a different direction and slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the conversation came up because we were just talking to Emma. She's going through a couple of injuries at the moment. She's like, oh, I don't want to stop training and this, 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 this. And I was just like, yeah, when is the, when is the point? When do you, if you're, I'm going to use the example of being a, an amateur competitive CrossFitter like myself, when do you turn around and be like, yeah, that's enough. I'm going to change my training focus. I'm still going to do the same thing, but it's just going to be less important for me now to try and stay super active and be competitive. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a priority shift. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I was, you know, you say you're an amateur CrossFit fitness competitor. I was that a long time ago mm. um, when lifting heavy was kind of cool. Um and like, and it was, it was fun training and it was just a, a nice thing I could hang out and do in the gym. And it was fun being part of a team and, and competing and, and things like that. But then at least for me, my priority was always generally coaching. So it was coaching first and it was that, and then I had a bit of a focus with that. Um, but then after a while, I was just like, you know, I just, you know, there was me being a little silly with training, maybe doing a little too much, um, than I thought I could handle. Um, and then I just didn't want to walk around like dinged up all the time and that that for me was the the shift and it was and uh, like it just 
I'm like, cool, I've done it. I'm happy. I, I'm happy to just step away with it. I'll throw it down with my buddies anytime, and that's fine. But like, like the commitment to do something like that again, just change a little bit. Like, I might jump in a little team comp now, but it was just my priority. Just dude, we should definitely do a team comp. Yeah, I'd love to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, so long as no pistols on my left leg. <laughs> I would tell. I was very happy that came up in the open. I could do it, and my knee held up fine. So, no, that I think that'd be a lot of fun. And it's just like you know, I like just going. Okay, cool. I can just come into it, but then. I know what we were kind of talking about on air and it's kind of when people are always super competitive and we look at like different sports and it becomes almost, it is them. It becomes their identity. And I think sometimes it's quite hard to separate that from who they really are, if that makes sense. And I think like there's more to you than just training. There's more to you than just competing all the time. And, yeah. I, and I think like when you're okay with making that, that shift, um, I, I think that that's when that, I guess that transition happens, but um, at least that's but from my point of view. So for me is I've been a uh, amateur CrossFitter now for like 13 years mm -hmm. and luckily haven't had many serious injuries and I've always anything I have had happen, have always managed to recover pretty quickly and yeah. bounce back and haven't lost too much training time over the year. I seem to, I feel I'm pretty good at taking forced breaks. Like I'll build in in the last year, I built like a six week taper off where I just like didn't do any CrossFit for like six weeks, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, for me, I always feel like as long as I feel like I can get better and I haven't reached my potential, I'm always going to want to keep myself in this competitive realm and want to stay in the fight. Almost. And, yeah. And that's and, just my own personal. And, and I love that because and I've had conversations with you because you're, you're very goal orientated and the, those become like little goal sets for you. Like, cool, I'm going to get ready for this. And it kind of gives you this prep time and almost like, uh, you know, you had those, those three, two, those two events back to back. You went Kuwait, then, yeah. then Philippines. And then after that, like, cool, you took a big chunk of time off. But it's like, you're smart enough to do that and you're switched on like that. Whereas people will just keep jumping in. Oh, I'm going to go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. And, it's, and, it's, and they just keep jumping into it because they just, they, it's their high for them. Yeah. Whereas you're like, cool, I've done it now and you need to recover. And then you, can just, you just kind of build a plan to go back up and have the next goals in sight. But I like that in a sense that you've had you set goals throughout the year. Like these are the comps I want to get ready for. And that was kind of one of your big things like to go to a main event. Yeah. That was like one of my, well, just to qualify was. Yeah. Um, but I think for me as well is one of the, re one of the things I credit to doing this for so long and not being injured. I haven't ever reached the phenomenal level in the sport. I've never been to regionals as an individual. Oh no, I did in 2011. I'll take yeah. it back or to the games or I've never reached the pinnacle of sport, not even anywhere near but I have been doing this for a long time compared yeah. to a lot of people that are doing this sport and feel like that's something that's important to me is longevity. Like I want to be doing this type of training for as long as I can. And I want to stay competitive in it for as long as possible because I enjoy that. I get a good kick out of it. Like I love talking shit to the guys in class in the morning. It was funny. Someone bought up and I've said this before is we trained with another with a group of guys and one of them was a member from a different gym. He's like, man, Craig's so competitive with you guys. Like you're his members. Is it cool that he like rides you like this? And they're like, yeah, we love it. Like Craig's one of us. Like he pushes us and yeah. he gives us shit. And well, that's also a leadership role you have. hundred percent. And yeah. I like, and there's guys in our gym that will crush me. And I love being in the class environment because in every single class and there's someone, it's not like I'm the fittest person in the gym and 
I'm going to go and dominate every workout. I'm going in, I'm like, oh, who's in the class today? Who's going to, who, oh, this guy's going to get me on toast bar. This guy's going to lift more than me. This guy's going to do this. And it's super fun environment for me to be in. And that's the beauty of CrossFit though. It's yeah. like, like any given workout, you're going to have people that are better than you in some areas. And that's when you start blending them all together. That, that becomes the, the competitive push. For sure. And like you said, there's all these different elements. There's always stuff that you need to master. You can always improve your running. You can always improve your technique on the bike. You can always improve your weightlifting technique. And there's this gymnastics skill that you haven't refined for a long time. So there's always these areas for improvement. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just don't see a point. There obviously will be, but I don't see a point anytime soon where I'm going to be like, yep, that's it. I'm hanging up my boots now. I always used to joke when I was a lot younger. I was like, the second one of my clients beat me on a workout, that's when I retire. I'll stop training then. And, I, and my dad said the same thing. And he used to be, he was one of the, he still is, he works for the Armed Forces and he was a physical training instructor when he first came over. And he's in his like mid 50s. And he's running against all these recruits who were like the young soldiers for the country. And he was still super fit. So he'd run and he said, the second one of them beats me on this, there's a, they do a three mile run. It's yeah. one of the tests. He goes, the second one of the recruits beats me on the test, I'll quit. I'll give up. And then sure enough, one guy who was a runner beat him. And this had been going on for like five years by this point. And this guy beat him on the run. So then he retired then. But now he's got hip replacements and stuff. So he probably shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> he's but he's bionic. I, and like, and for me, I don't know. And this is like my, my, me my coach brain turning on is like i expect my clients to be me yeah for sure and it's for like sure. and, and that's for me that's more rewarding that was young like 22 year old craig being like i'm untouchable i don't get injured no one can beat me whereas like that very quickly changed to like i want people yeah. to beat me like i want guys in class to be better yeah. stronger than me faster than me and, and be able to push me on workouts because it just shows that we're doing the right thing as coaches and getting those guys fit yeah and uh, and i like i mean I, we're kind of transitioning out of it but it was like yeah and i think like you know when you have those priorities in place, it, it just kind of, I don't know, it just gives you a target, but then also it just gives you this, this, this framework to go from. And it's like, you have something to steer everything towards versus like just coming in and just training. Like for me, my, my focus is a little bit different right now. It's just, Hey, I just want to get things working the right way. And that's been like a cool focus. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it here. I can push it in this way. And then like, I'll have days where I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to, I'm going to crush myself and just see what happens. Yeah. And then, but then there'll be times I'm like, like there's movements I love doing. Like I love to snatch. I haven't snatched that much, but I know if I come back, I can just kind of pick it back up again. But then it, it's just how, like, since my focus changed a little bit, like, um, my, my training, or at least the way I'm thinking is, is more just like, I think you just wrote it there, like longevity. I'm like, cool. I just want to, I just want to feel pretty fucking awesome. And then once I can feel that, if I decide I want to push it towards a little event or something like that, that's my little test. But then the whole idea is longevity, for, at least for me now, is the goal of health. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's one of my values is longevity. Like being able to do something for a long period of time is important for your health. Like there's yeah. no, and this, whether you're being competitive, I kind of got two categories and this blends into some of the changes that we're going to make within the gym real soon. It's this kind of two, there's obviously many different ways you can take your training, but I look at it as you, you train for health or yeah. you can train for sport. And being healthy is something very different from being very, very fit. And yeah. if you look at uber fit people um, in any sport is the shelf life of an elite athlete is very, very short compared to the actual lifeline. And then you've got to consider like what's more important to you. Like I wouldn't be able to do work out in the gym for the next 40 years and be able to go yeah. hiking and walking and all this cool stuff when I'm 70. But also how long can you stay competitive within your sport? And if you look at some of the people like- There's a big sacrifice doing it. Yeah, for sure. Because you can take years off of your life by pushing yourself like 
for too many years and taking you past a point and having a poorer quality of life later because you've sustained more injuries or yeah. not stepped out of the game too soon. And I'm not operating at a level where I think like, if I keep working out this hard for the next 10 years, I'm only going to live till I'm 60. But is deciding at which point it becomes I want to train for health and that's important for me to move well, enjoy training and, and yeah. use it as a de-stressor or I want to be competitive, I want to learn new skills, I want to push myself, I want to go to the games, different. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, and, and what I meant by sacrifice is like, yeah, the, yeah, your body's going to take a toll, but then, but then everything from a lifestyle point, like for sure, you, friends take a big hit, your personal relationship, like, like, intimate relationships take a big hit and it's like and it's you know if they're okay doing it that's fine but then but how long is that okay because at some point like you'll see you'll see people crack because it's just they're almost isolated themselves from everything because their identity becomes just pure training and that's all they do and all they talk about is the gym yeah. and then that that's like a slippery slope because it's almost like because when they decide to stop they haven't got the support group to pull them out of it which is i think i've seen that it's very very tough yeah, definitely. And even like you mentioned then is lifestyle factors is if you want to reach your sport or fitness potential as an elite athlete, any sport, there's certain like things you can't eat or shouldn't eat and you shouldn't go out drinking and you should be in bed by this time. And all those lifestyle factors that do support performance mm -hmm. actually can come quite negative on your yep. life outside of training as well. Yeah. Um, I, had, I, had I had a thing. I was going to. Uh, oh yeah so like for example um because it, it's quite i don't know it's quite a lot on social media you look at matt fraser like he is the fittest man on the planet but you look at his life and it's it's amazing but it, it's all set up that way mm. his fiance wife sammy does all food and literally all life so all he has to think about is wake up eat train eat again train some more sleep that's it he's got a manager who deals with everything else and that's cool like because one he, he he does he has made quite a bit of money in his time and he's got a lot of good sponsorships yeah, that well. allow him to do that and that's like at the top top end a lot of the other people like people who are just going to these sanctioned events trying to make it like well, look at uh, Fakowski who uh sorry Velna I was getting yeah. too confused Velna is he still studying or is he finished now I think, I think he's, he's finished yeah I think but that's for, why he's traveling more now but for the last like three years he was chiropractic full time school. chiropractic school and competing at the games if you go a little further back Julie Fouché was in med school same thing and she was still competing and yeah. I was like ah, how is she doing this and it was it's and it's but then it's also but like they also had other avenues like but then you I mean you look at Matt Fraser and it's really cool when you listen to his podcast and stuff like that because like he's all he's had that mentality in everything like he didn't just do went to university and got a major he got like a double major and mm. a minor and it's like he's, he's just he's wired that way and it's almost like when you have people or characters like that it's like they just they have to have that target have that goal kind of similar to yourself yeah and then um just he has obviously done amazing for himself yeah. and he's a super hard working individual but then what comes with that being is like the top zero 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 point one percent is he has someone managing his life and he says someone cooking for him he's like you we don't have that as we have yeah. to work on nine to five well, you have, we have we travel. have matter nutrition we have matter nutrition <laughs> we do have matter nutrition thrown out there Tarek. <laughs> um but then we have all these other Con uh, variables that we have to consider and for the majority of people that aren't the top one percent they do have to yeah. work to live or work to eat and work to support their training so now you're looking at okay i've got to work nine to five and i've still got to fit four hours of training in five days a week as well yeah um a friend of mine a mad he i'm sure you know mad rachel's a mad 
it's insane the amount of work uh, training out he does. The guy but is both of them. insane. They both, do a, they both do a lot. Yeah, but Rachel's in the gym a lot of the time. He yeah. works a big boy job. He's got yeah, he's, a, a nine to five. He wears a suit. For wears a, a suit for a living. Yeah. And he's one of like the fittest people that I know. Yeah. Definitely uh, person, person to person. He's one of the people that if I have to work out against him, I'm not looking forward to it. But yeah, very fit guy. And just the commitment that he has to make to his training. So it'll be like morning and night because he's got to be at work nine to five. Is, that's mm-hmm. a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, and you got to, I mean, and it, you know, Imad and, and, and Rachel are both very lucky because they're both in it, that, yeah. that life. Just, I mean, and it's, I that's think, true. Cause you, you see people come here, they're competitive, but then like their significant other doesn't come to the gym. They don't understand. They have got kids, they got a dog. And it's like, like when, if you, that focus becomes this, I want to win, I want to be competitive. I'm like, cool. Well, what happens to those? Yeah. And I'm very lucky in the same sense that yeah. where I work with them here and she is, as competitive as me or her mentality around yeah. training is but i think mine's more my approach my i enjoy i just fucking love working out you love like, the graft yeah i don't not not even just for the sake of like i love the graft i love the process yeah. i love the grind i love all that but it's i just enjoy it. i think it's fun to work out like enjoy the majority of people that i work out with my friends so i'm lucky enough that what yeah. i do that keeps me healthy keeps me fit is something that i actually enjoy and it's my social outlet um so i would rather i'd probably rather I'd want to train more than I do now. Like if I had to set up my week up to me, I would want to work out more just because I enjoy training, not because yeah. I want to be fitter. Obviously I want to be fitter, but I, I generally enjoy being in that training environment. So I would probably M pulls me back a little bit away from that because oh, cool. there's like things where I like, yeah, I don't want to go to the gym today because I want to separate myself from that environment because I need some time. And that's important. And, stuff. and it's important too. Yeah. And it's forced, but it's appreciated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd probably be in here more if I, didn't have someone hold me back a little bit, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, and I, th- I think I think that's 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 super important because it's just someone being real and like, mm. come on, look, you've been here all the day. We literally like if you had the choice, you would sleep here. Like it's because yeah, I, I mean, I, I slept in my gym. There's like a couch right there. And a it's, right it's there. pretty pretty comfy. Just saying. I mean, I, I remember doing that. I mean, for me, it was I, I wasn't like a great athlete like Craig, but I, I was. I'm an average athlete. Way better than me. Average amateur athlete. I mean, yeah. <laughs> below average amateur athlete here uh, but then the idea was like you know I would, and I knew I was up early in the morning I was like fuck I've been here I was training my buddies I'm like oh, I'll just crash in the couch I'll just sleep in the gym wake up in the morning just coach class and it's like I mean that's quite old school but I mean you talk to people people have done that before man there's so many stories of people that used to be like normal people like, yep yeah, used to sleep in the gym get up da 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 Close and open, hustle, hustle, hustle. I, mean, I used to have poker nights in the gym. We had movie nights in the gym. Like I had a, a, a member of mine just brought over a projector. Like, all right, movie night, bring Sweet. poker. Yeah, movie night. Uh, but um, yeah, so it's it's. I think it's really interesting because I think this is almost uh, like I don't I don't want to say you can even say it's like a conflict because people want to be competitive, but then like it's like well, to what degree? Yeah. And I think i think having what craig does really well is really thinking about like cool I'm, i want to get ready for an event so they got the, the grind right grind altitude thing yeah grind C- coming up cool well plan that out but it's like it's not something that's going to be consistent all year so and what we were talking about off air there's like there's an on season and off season cool on season all right for the next two three months it's going to be hard graft getting ready for the open is another example and you know after that there's an off season just a recovery point so almost it's like it takes small stints of time um versus where you see people like they just they're in here non-stop and it becomes like uh, you almost say it becomes like an obsession but it's almost like they don't know what to do other than be here 
And then that's when the shift starts getting all. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, it's making the shift, making the yeah. switch to deciding that, again, if you are a good athlete or you have a good coach who can plan your year for you and you're like, yep, yeah, we're going to start to ramp up 12 weeks out from this competition and then two weeks off, we're going to do nothing and then we're going to slowly ease back in. You could probably sustain that level for, for a fair few years at a decent level and, yeah. and not get injured and still enjoy it and not get burnt out. But I think it's when do you decide to make the shift? Because even thinking about it since we started this recording, it's like, man, it would be pretty cool just to train and not worry about, oh, I need to get better at handstand walks or I need to be able to do this weight consistently or I mm-hmm. need to be able to push myself this hard because you're going to get tested in that environment. I mm-hmm. think it'd be kind of nice like to be like you said, yep, yeah, I'm just going to go and throw down or not worry about which program you're following. You can just turn up in the day and Simon's doing this. Like, yeah, I can throw a sandbag around. That, that sounds fun. Let's do that, that. That's literally my philosophy. I just come in. I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? Okay, I'll just jump in. And like, for me, because I'm not the most organized person, I think a lot of people will know that now, <laughs> but, uh, but it's just like, I like going with the flow and I just like, for me, training is, it's yes, as an outlet, but it's also a good time just to hang out and throw down with my buddy. Yeah. And it's, for me, that's super important. Like, you know, that's how Annette and I met. So it's kind of like, we love training together. It's a fun thing and that's what we enjoy. Um, but like, for at least where my head's right now, that's where it'll stop. Like, I won't go to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll go do, um, a team comp with you guys at some point. I'm like, cool. That might be. Oh, it. you do the open every year. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the thing. I do the open every year. I'll only do it once because every workout sucks. I don't really want to do it twice. Why would you do that to yourself? You, you, you do it. No, I know that was, <laughs> that, that, was my, that was my like, why the fuck do yeah. you do that to yourself? Yeah. Cause I just watch it. I'm going to do it again. I'm like, what? Yeah. But I, then, but, but I also know it from your point and it's like, and it's, and also you, you're doing it to help your crew out to a degree. Yeah, and I think that's my biggest thing, especially like being in here all the time and seeing people is it's important that I think if you're a leader in fitness or you own a gym, it's important that your guys see you going through the same shit you're putting them through. Oh, always, 100%. Yeah, and I keep, we've changed the programming up a little bit in the last couple of weeks and now I'm doing, well, actually all the programming at the moment. Good. Whereas before it was split between the coaches. And it used to be like, Oh, who's who's doing this? Who program? Whose idea was this? Did they do it? And now everyone's asking me, "Is like, did you do this? Did you, can you finish this?" I'm like, "Dude, I can't do all the workouts and all the programs every day." Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and it's. I mean, I, and I've seen the transition, and like I've been, I've been coaching you for the last month, and it's been really cool to just see them kind of like is a little more on the like you could say quality within some days is like a big push. Some of them is more skill specific days and you can kind of, you're starting to see that now. And you, like, at least from what I'm seeing, they're like, Oh, okay. They're, they're like, they know if it's going to be a skill day, what that looks like. And they know if it's a hard day. And then I'm like, okay, now we're going to go to a dark place. And I, all I remember is Emod's 42 second row. Yeah, man. And then Pavel turning gray when he My did favorite that. thing is Nika coming up to me is you need to make the time counts longer because I haven't finished a workout since you started since you made the change and then he Ooh. came up to me yesterday he's like i finished the workout i'm there like it's go. an 18 minute amrap <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, but, I i want fitness but he still finished the amrap okay yeah no so i think the point to take away from is it just depends entirely on what your priorities are and mm-hmm. i think there's like and what makes you happy what makes you happy and then if you're listening if you have a reason why what makes you what's what matters to you why that matters to you and what that reason is is what's going to motivate you to train if it's not there or that changes and training changes that's yeah. absolutely fine it's whatever's going to mean the most to you and, and why you're going to do that and I, when I, I was flying home yesterday and something really hit home with me and it was i was watching impact theory um tom, tom bailu yep um and he's got a really cool podcast and he brought this like 
I don't know how to say it, like he's a mystic. Uh, I can't remember his name. I'll find it and I'll, I'll send it to you. But then he just really talks about things. If, um, and he talked about like, well, you know, how do you grow? Um, do you grow first and then you have joy or do you have joy first and then you grow? And then he's like, you know, it's a chicken or the egg question. It's like, well, you can't grow first and then be happy or be joyful in your life. Joyful has to come first. So find things that bring you joy because if those, if that means training and being competitive and, or whatever it is, then you're able to grow from it and develop and be better. I think when you're just, you know, almost when you're coming into the gym, I'm like, yes, training's hard. It's a stressor. But if your mentality is just coming in and like I've had conversations with people where it just feels like, no, I'm, I'm, it's almost like training is a punishment for them. There's no joy there. And then when you see them like, cool. And it's almost like they, their identity becomes competing and that's all they do, but it, there's no joy in that. And they're always pissed off or their, their training's always suffering for, or they keep picking up niggles and things like that. So I think when, like if, if, you know, if being, if training seriously and doing events really brings joy for your life, I think that will help you grow. And I think having that mindset more of like you have to put in and do the hours because that's who you are and you're meant to do it, then it's almost like your back's going to get, go against the wall. And at some point, something's going to give up. Mm. So almost trying to just change your mentality approach and like, cool, like if this makes you happy, let's go further. Anyone can be happy at any point. If to, to truly be joyful about the things in your life, be grateful for it. I think that's when cool shit happens, even if it's just coming to the gym regularly, training with a significant other, if it's just coming in and just throwing down with the boys, if it's coming in and then going to an event or getting ready for the open or a, a certain competition, if there's all, all, th those things that really bring you joy, then you're gonna be in it. And then when it doesn't, that's when the shift happens. Cause then you'll find joy somewhere else. Well, there you go. That was amazing. I was just, that I, was like three minutes of pure gold, Simon. I'll thank Impact Theory. I like that. I like. I literally watched that. I don't even know what that is, but now I'm gonna. I'll send go it to you. I'll, I'll send it to you, and uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll send it to to Craig, and then he, if you want, you can put it and share it on there. Yeah, it, it's it's a he he taught he, this guy. He would talk in, um, almost like riddles. But then you like I was just watching on the plane. It just some parts like that part really sunk home for me, and I was just like, huh, because huh. I know Julian would talk about that. It's like anyone could be happy, but if it if nothing brings you joy there's an issue and yeah. I, went, I went ooh yeah for sure so give me an example of that so I was in Glasgow scrambled eggs and haggis is wonderful yeah. <laughs> apparently haggis goes to everything so I, I really enjoyed that so that that's, that's something that brought me a lot of joy over the last haggis haggis and scrambled Fine. eggs every morning it was amazing amazing <laughs> alright let's wrap up with that Simon the first one to ask you what you're drinking uh, oh so this is the Hambella Goro from Goldbox. Um, I haven't had this in a while because I normally had the Hambella Halaka and this was beautiful. So thank you, Goldbox. I'm drinking actually M bought me in. Um, Mystery coffee. Where's uh, it from? It's from, it's a Colombian from our favorite roaster in New Zealand, Ebony Roaster, oh, which cool. is a beautiful, but I'm just gonna, for the guys in the live stream, I'm gonna show you how cool my cup is. It is really, really cool. Is cool. it made, is that bamboo? Yeah, it's bamboo. Oh. From Mother Mary, this is we've got a little. I've got, on I've it. got so a surprise. Well, I'll tell you, but I brought some coffee for us to try uh, from Scotland, and the story is amazing. All right, save so, the story for. Are you yeah. gonna save the story? Yeah, I'll save the story. So, so I'll, I'll bring it? it in next week. I'll make it for for us next week, and it's got a little cool backstory of where the name came from. All right, so, I'm looking forward to that. And the last thing before we close out is, base three turns. 
three in less than two weeks or in like two weeks and i'm, I'm re- well f- this is me being selfish but i'm actually here for once so i can actually be here february the 7th so mark in your calendars we actually attend three on february the 12th but we're gonna celebrate on february the 7th we'll have a, a huge workout huge. and the workout is called three we'll leave uh, that to your imagination what it's gonna be um and then we're gonna go and hit up a little food and drinks but afterwards in the evening so guys make sure you keep february the 7th three and celebrate our third birthday with us Woo. and that's closing on 30 minutes so we'll leave it there awesome have, have a great, great week. day take care